This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift with a donation of any size. You'll receive this pre-selected book of the month, receiving double for your trouble. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Today on Live Your Faith. Amen. There is God's choices for your life. And then there's your own. Amen. Most Christians don't really want God's choice. Most Christians really want their own. I don't care if you don't say amen. They really want their own. They want the blessings of God, but they want their own choice. Amen. Hi, I'm Keith Butler. Welcome to Live Your Faith Broadcast. This broadcast is about your getting the Word of God in a way you can understand it and use it in your daily life. Romans 1.16 says the Word of God is the power of God to all deliverance. So let's go to the Word and let's walk in deliverance in Jesus' name. Now, we've been going back to basics as I've been teaching you, praise God, for the last... uh, uh, month or so, praise God, going back to some basic things, although always the Lord gives us more. We've added on to some things as we've done so. Amen. But we've been talking about, praise God, faith from varying directions. And once again, faith has five elements. Romans ten seventeen says, so then faith come up by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You hear with your natural ear and then hear with your heart. Then, of course, comes by receiving. James 1.21 says, Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Then there's the believing, number three, praise God. Of course, that's how you got saved. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, the next one, of course, speaking with the mouth, acknowledgement or confession is made unto salvation. And finally, James 1.22, the fifth one is acting. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Now today we're going to talk about the very first element, praise God, and some would argue the most important element. And that is number one, hearing. Because all the other ones, receiving, believing, speaking, acting, none of them come to pass unless you first find out, praise God, what it is I'm supposed to believe and speak and do and act on by hearing. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 14 tells us here, for as many as are led, and the word to underline is the word led, led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. And so God wants us to be led by him, and those acting like his children, let him do the leading, and they do the following. 
Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we read in verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. God freely will make known to you his will, purposes, plans, and directions if you seek him. Scripture said, if you seek him, you shall find him. If you knock, you find that door is open. Then when you take a look at chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, and verse 16 says, Know ye not that you are the Spirit of God, uh, you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And so inside of us is the Spirit of God who will do the leading, who will reveal to us the deep things of God. Hallelujah. He is in, indeed there. Then, of course, in Hebrews chapter 10, as I'm just running through these quickly, in Hebrews chapter 10, we'll take a look at verse 38, praise God, because people say, and I can remember my spiritual father, they used to attack him, saying, why are you always teaching on the subject of faith? Well, first of all, that was his assignment from the Lord for the whole that generation. Thank God. It had to be restored back to that generation. Amen. But secondarily, you can't do anything in the Bible without it. You can't get saved. You can't get healed. You can't get delivered. You can't get nothing. Praise God. Hebrews 10 38 says, praise the Lord, the just, those have been declared righteous, that's if you're born again, shall live by, or as the Greek says, a life has a lifetime of by faith. So if you are someone who is born again, you are expected, this is the way in which you live. Of course, the Greek word for faith is the word pistis, which means to believe and trust and have confidence and rely on and be assurance. It goes on to say in this verse, if any man draws back, draws back from what? Living by faith. God says, my soul shall have no pleasure in that individual. And I want God to have pleasure through my life. Hallelujah. Then in verse 6 of the same chapter, or excuse me, next chapter, chapter 11, it says, but without pistis, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And where please means to gratify him. For he that approaches or comes to God must. That's it. He must believe that he is, and that's, he is refers to the now and the present. So you must believe that God is all that he says he is now, just like we've been singing. He is healer, he is provider, he is deliverer, praise God, all those things. And that he is a rewarder, which is referring to the future tense of them who diligently seek him. So it's not just important, amen, that you believe God is now. You must believe that your future as you follow him, will be what he said. See? So this verse has two actions to it. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the apostle Paul, of course, who was the foundational apostle that the Lord used to build his New Testament church, said in Romans 10, 8, praise God. He said, this is what I preach. He said, the word of faith, which we preach. The word of belief and trust, confidence, belief, and assurance of God. Now, amen. This is all important because of those five elements. Of course, the first is hearing. 
Because faith can only be exercised where the will of God is known. So if you don't know that you know that you know that you know what God's will is, and when the scripture used the word will, that word in Greek also means choice. Amen. There is God's choices for your life. And then there's your own. Amen. Most Christians don't really want God's choice. Most Christians really want their own. I don't care if you don't say amen. They really want their own. They want the blessings of God, but they want their own choice. Amen. And you hear this word choice all over the place in the media. About my body, my choice, my this, my that. But a real believer, where Jesus is really their Lord, wants his choice. Now, you say, why would you say that about believers? Well, Jesus said in the parable of the sower, the very first parable that Jesus taught, amen. He said it was the key parable. You had four different people hear the word and only one of them received and acted on it. Three out of four were not good ground, but they all heard. So the question is, what about you? Is it God's choice, your choice, or a mixture? But getting God's choice or God's will, first of all, comes from from hearing. Now, throughout the Bible, God spoke to many famous men and women of God. I mean, praise the Lord. Adam, he spoke, we read in the Bible, the first man, God spoke to him. Even Cain, God spoke to Cain. God spoke to Noah. God spoke to Abraham. God spoke to Moses. God spoke to Joshua. Praise God. God spoke to the apostle Peter. God spoke to the apostle Paul and many, 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 many others. In other words, God speaking and people hearing starts from Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, all the way to Revelation. For those who take the position that I don't believe God speaks or that God's not interested in what you do here on the earth, you obviously have not read the scripture. Or you don't believe the scripture because the scripture from front to back, you have God talking all the time. He cannot, he cannot hold you responsible for his will and he won't tell you what his will is. So he must be speaking unto us. And I don't really understand why people have problems with saying, well, I don't know what you mean God speaks to human beings. Of course he does. Even, even my car will talk to you today. That man can build an inanimate object like a, like a computer in, inside of all kinds of vehicles. Even your house will talk to you. Why do you think that it would be difficult for God to talk to his creation? Of course it does. Amen. Come on, give me three hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now turn to St. John chapter 12. Not only did all those people that I just mentioned Praise God. You can read all kinds of stories in the word of God where God spoke to them. But even the Lord Jesus himself, he makes the statement in St. John chapter 12, verse 49. He says, for I have not spoken of myself, but the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment. What commandment, Jesus, did the father give you? What I should say, what I should speak, and I know by his commandment is life everlasting. Amen. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said, 
unto me, so I speak. So Jehovah, God the Father, spoke to the Lord Jesus and told Jesus what his choice was on the earth to carry out that mission. So it's everywhere. You can't go anywhere without the hearing. Hearing is fundamental, praise God, to the life of faith. Now, some of the ways that God gives us his choices, praise the Lord, God speaks to us, amen, is through these methods. You might want to write some of these down. The Holy Spirit, of course, speaking to us, sometimes through visions, dreams, we'll read, angels, impressing upon the human spirit, through the mouth of prophets, obviously, the written word is God speaking to you. Peace of God in your spirit. Another one that we had just a few moments ago, tongues with interpretation. That's God speaking under you too. Hallelujah. In the public assembly. Amen. Amen. We even have instances in the scripture where demons spoke to people. Remember in Acts chapter 19, Special miracles were done at the hands of the Apostle Paul over there in verse 11-ish or so. And then there was uh, seven sons of Sceva. They saw Paul casting out devils and uh, amen. They were taking the handkerchiefs from Paul's body and laying them on six folks. That anointing went from Paul's body because the anointing is transferable and went out and went from Paul's body into that cloth and then into the sick people and drove out demons and caused them to be healed in Acts 19. Seven sons of Sceva saw all this, and then they said, you can read it over there, and, and, and they said, they found a man who was demon-possessed, and they said, come out of this man in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. The demon spoke up and said, spoke through the man. It said, spoke through the man's voice, but it was the demon spoke through the man. Amen. And the demon said, Jesus, I know. I know Paul too. Who in the world is you? And then the Bible said the demon in the man and the man with the demon jumped on all seven of them. Beat the tire out of them till they were stripped naked, bleeding and running away. But the point that I'm making is that speaking and hearing Operating in the realm of the spirit. And in this natural, spiritual, both sides world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me put a caution up here, first of all, right now. In fact, I put a double red exclamation point on my notes here. Okay. Let me say right now, we don't seek those things I listed. We don't seek voices. Hallelujah. And everything must be judged. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Amen. I want to make this point right here, right now. Praise God. Before I get into this lesson deeper. 1 Corinthians 14, 29 says here, let the prophets speak two or three. Let the others judge. Judge by what? First of all, by the word. The word is always the vehicle by which 
every utterance, everything is always. If, if you don't believe the Bible is God's word, and we ain't got nothing else to say to you. That's why I start out, this is my Bible. The Bible is the truth. It is God speaking to us. Hallelujah. So it's judged by the book. That word judged means it is discerned by others whether or not it's really God speaking because even though God is perfect, the vehicles which he uses are imperfect. Anybody here imperfect? Let me see your hand. See, so the vehicles in which he uses are imperfect. Amen. And so sometimes we have to discern to make sure that's God. Make sure that ain't you. Oh, I'm preaching better. I'm getting amen. So we read here, glory to God, just to be certain. Also take a look at 1 John chapter 4. Turn over there. Amen. 1 John 4, 1 says this, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try, which means test them. The spirits test them about what? Whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And so there is always a testing about these things. Amen. And the word is the vehicle by which we authenticate whether or not something is or is not. Then one more thing before I really get into how to hear. Uh, amen. You also can do things in human beings typically who love God will do things with their own assumptions of things. I mean, turn to Acts chapter one. And even though their heart may be right, your heart can be right and your head can be wrong. Your heart can be right and your methodology be wrong. Even from some of the most famous people in the Bible. I'm going to talk about one here just for a quick moment. One by the name of Peter, powerful man of God. Pillar of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Apostle to the Jews. Amen. One who God used to raise people from the dead. I mean, serious man, right? Praise God. But you need to understand the Bible said that these were humans just like us. It says in James that they, that they are individuals, praise God, who have like passions like us. In other words, they get angry like we get. They laugh like we do. They make good judgments like we do. They make bad judgments like we do. In other words, and God, particularly those in the scripture, this is the first time through. So when you read the early church, what's called early church, you don't want to base your church after the early church. Why? Because that's the church in infancy. That church is going to develop and mature, at least it's supposed to. It's supposed to develop and mature, praise God. Amen. Now, there's things you learn from it. Hallelujah. But suppose, and same thing with these, these, these guys. You, you read the apostle Paul, Paul made mistakes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Paul's ministry was about 30 years, yes. 30, 35 years was how long his ministry was. I've been in ministry longer than Paul was. Okay, amen. And there's a learning process if you study the book of Acts. There's a learning process with Paul as he develops. Yes. Glory to God. And so was true. The others, including Peter. So here on the day of Pentecost, of course, during that upper room, just before Pentecost starts, Judas, of course, has, has uh, killed himself. And we'll pick up here Acts chapter 1. 
verse 20. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let, let his, and we now know we're talking about Judas, let his habitation be desolate, let another man dwell therein, and his office, the word Bishop Rick, his office or his charge or his calling, let another take. And so Peter is referencing Psalm 109 verse 8. And so Peter did go to the book and he did find out that there's supposed to be a replacement for Judas. But keep reading. Wherefore of these men, underline these words, these, which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until that same day that he was taken up from us, must one, another place on the line, be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. Now, I have to tell you that Peter's got a whole bunch of assumptions here. First of all, he's assuming that God's going to replace Judas only from these men, only from those who've been with him all the time. Amen. That God's only going to take one to do it. Amen. And it's been a witness with him. Who said? Scripture didn't say that. Where did that come from? Came from Peter's mind. Peter assumed that. Well, if God's going to replace Judas, it's got to be from our bunch. It must only be one. It must have been somebody with us from nearly the beginning. And he was totally wrong. Because God chose somebody who was not with them from the beginning. Somebody they would have never chosen. Someone who was not involved in witnessing with them. But it seemed right to Judas. Amen. And a lot of times we will move forward with things that seem right. This must be, seems to me, it's the way God would go. Seems to me it's the way, the way it would happen. And it's nothing but presumption. Keep reading. Because that presumption led to some strange stuff. Verse 23. And they, see that word they? They did it. Didn't say, didn't say anything about the Holy Ghost or God. They appointed two, Joseph called Bersabus, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed. Now they pray. <laughs> and said, Thou Lord, which knoweth the heart of all men, show whether of these two you have chosen. We given you two choices, Lord. You either choose this man or you choose that man. Now, how many times have we done that? The course that we see or that we understand. Keep reading. Now it really gets strange. That he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas my transgressions fell that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots. And the lot fell upon Matthias. And he was numbered with the 11 apostles. And that was the last time you ever heard of Matthias. <laughs> the presumption led them to, to say God's choice had to be these two. And we're going to cast lots to see which one it is. Really? That's as bad as people going down there, downtown Detroit. I know Christians don't go down there to the casino. 
I know they're not at the slot machine saying maybe the Lord provides all my needs. I know they're not at the crap table. Right? I hear a whole lot of laughing, but uh, I ain't never been down there. My God supplies all my needs. Peter made a wrong choice. God chose a man, all right, but his name, he wasn't with them at all. His name was the Apostle Paul. And he was the replacement for Judas. Amen. Now, but God does speak. And he speaks to his children. You are a tripart being. You are a spirit being. And the Bible says God is a spirit. And they that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth or, or, or from the word. You have a soul, the soul is the very mind, will, and seat of your emotions. And you live in a physical body. Amen. We're all familiar with the body. Medical science treats the body. A little bit, they might treat the soul a little. They, do not, they know nothing about the spirit. But yet man is a tripart being, praise God. You need the Lord Jesus into your life and you say, how can I receive him? It's very easy. The Bible said in Romans 10, 9, if you will acknowledge him with your mouth, and believe God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ask him to come into your life right now. Tell him you believe he's alive and well. He will come into your life and save you and you'll never be the same. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift with a donation of any size. You'll receive this pre-selected book of the month, receiving double for your trouble. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. If you've been looking for a ministry school that would properly prepare you for the call of God on your life, then prayerfully consider receiving your training through Bishop Butler program. We have trained students all over the world and they're doing great things for the Lord now. And we would love the opportunity to train you too. The Pistis School of Ministry is a two-year online hybrid program. And what you can expect to receive is an in-depth study of the Word of God and be equipped with the tools that you will need to succeed in ministry. I can honestly say that Pistis is like no other program. So whether you are a local learner or a distance learner, you can expect to receive the same great learning experience. If you would like to receive more information on Pistis or to register for our upcoming school year, email us at info at pistis.cc. Well, praise God, we're taking the Word of God to Western and Southern Europe and other parts of the world. God wants everyone to hear the Word. You know, in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it says, teach all nations. Then it goes on, praise God, teach them to observe what God from lost, all the things that Jesus taught them. So I want you to know when you support Keith Butler Ministries, you have a chance for the gospel to go just beyond your neighborhood, teach people around the world. We want to thank you for your prayers and your support. And always remember, fight the good fight of faith.